0: Hello and welcome to That Film's Due. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie with you, and this time we're looking at Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Directed by David Blue Garcia, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the slasher film featuring the return of the chainsaw-wielding serial killer, Leatherface. The movie is out now on Netflix, but if you haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre yet and you want to, Go watch it first before listening to our review. We
0: will be talking spoilers. The film is a sequel to The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974 and the ninth installment of the overall franchise, ignoring the events of all of the sequels between the two films. Jason, do you have the plot?
1: Melody, played by Sarah Yarkin, her teenage sister, Lila, played by Elsie Fisher, and their friends Dante, played by Jacob Lattimore, and Ruth, played by Nell Hudson, head to the remote town of Harlow, Texas, to start an idealistic new business venture. But their dream soon turns into a waking nightmare when they accidentally disrupt the home of Leatherface, the deranged serial killer whose blood-soaked legacy continues to haunt the area's residents. Including Sally Hardesty, played by Owen Ferrer, the uh, sole survivor of his infamous 1973 massacre, who's hell bent on seeking revenge.
0: I mean, the franchise. I mean, what do we say? Nine films. Wow. Where, where does this sit for you? Like, if we're looking at horror, whether it's at on Elm Street, Halloween, Friday it's, the 13th.
1: It's. I mean, it's not, and it never has been. The franchise has never been, you know, like that fun, glamorous, you know, sometimes goofy, you know, like the Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween. You know, it, it's it's always had sort of like this much darker thin to it. And then when you get into all these all the sequels, it just kind of they're either not very good or you know just okay slasher flicks. You know, like that 2003 remake was, yeah, you know, it was pretty good. But even then, like nothing special. And they've never really been able to do anything with this franchise. It's always been a lot of, let's start again, let's do a prequel, let's do this. It's never been a solid, like, okay, here's a series of films. So I think the best approach was to do this requel type thing which is the the big thing at the moment you know the let's ignore every sequel but let's do a direct sequel to the original um probably the best way that original film even though not the most pleasant of movies you know it, it has almost like an iconic cult following to it there's that very iconic uh visual at the end of the film you know where leatherface is swinging his chainsaw around you know like cinephiles go nuts for it but again, it's never been that glamorous, fun, go-to horror flick
0: for me. No, <laughs> you would never describe <laughs> this franchise as fun and glamorous. No, I mean, it's always that dark and gritty and just awful. And I've got to be honest, just I mean, awful. at one point, I mean, not the films, but like what's happening in the films. I mean, that first one, I've got to be honest, it's a number of years since I've gone back to. It. I know you you recently watched it or ahead of this one. I thought about it, and and I remember it well enough. I've seen it quite a few times. I used to own all of them on DVD up until the the remake with Jessica Biel. I had all of them. I'm talking the next generation with Matthew McConaughey. I mean Dennis Hopper was in the second one. I had I had all of them, and then I just got rid, got rid. I own none of them now. I've got to be honest, I was curious to go back and re-watch the Jessica Biel one. It's not available to rent on iTunes. Crazy. The originals are, but not not the remakes. I've had quite a bit of distance from this franchise. If not for this film, being on Netflix, I've got to be honest, I don't think we'd be sat here reviewing it because I wouldn't have watched it. Having it readily available at home, I found that more appealing but you know Leatherface as a character like he's he's a tragic character he is but it's just everything about it is just awful like again not a review of the films just it's so it's just so grim I'm, I mean we're gonna get into it but go back and for me you can go back to that first film and it does still hold up as a classic and you know Tobe Hooper the director of that first film he did come back for the sequel, but not the others. It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, although Leatherface is the character with the chainsaw, it's not just him, it's the family. Like the family is so integral, just the dynamic. And and the idea that this film is connected to that first film, but straight away stripping him of his family, like you do find out that he was in an orphanage and he did have a mother figure. But again, like this franchise, it's a lot more than just one character. It's more than Leatherface. Yeah, so I, I, I get what they were I mean, I, yeah, I, I get what they're going for. It's a continuation. It's all these years later. It's essentially old man Leatherface, but other than slightly dragging his leg, it's pretty limber, isn't it? <laughs> he
1: still, he still moves. He still moves. Look, look I mean, I, I, I said earlier, just before you know, like this is the right way to do it because. You know rather than asking me to re-watch a whole bunch of films or, or whatnot, this movie just asks me to re-watch the first one if I want to get caught up. That original one. It, it, it's the best move. But then, you know, like you just said, the connections to that first movie, besides an original character coming back, you know, that soul survivor. And I say character, not actress, but we'll get to her. But besides that character coming back and the fact that it is leatherface still. There's not actual any reason to have watched that first one. The connection isn't really there or necessary. Like, you can very clearly go, oh, okay, well, Cube's the sole survivor of when he, you know, last killed a whole bunch of people. That's it. Cool. It's not as if her character is developed to a point that it matters. Um, and like you said, they stripped all of, like, the family, the father, the brother, all of Like, they're out. Of the, of, like, they're not in this movie. They don't even really mention them. So it's, we have to kind of fill in the gaps. Like, what happened at some point after, you know, the 73 massacre? Um, it, it's, what happened to this character? He got, he ended up in an orphanage. How, why? The movie doesn't really answer that. I don't, it, it's not really important. But I suppose, you know, with, with so many years removed, I don't know. I feel like people are, should we be asking those questions? Should the movie have told us?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so many here. Yeah. I mean, there's so many unanswered questions. But I mean, the comparisons are there with Halloween. Like you said, you know, Requel. Scream did it, Halloween did it, and now Texas Chainsaw Massacre is doing it as well. But The Return of Sally, it's, it's not Laurie Strode, is it? It is absolutely not what we got in that Halloween film. When when she's got the gun on Leatherface, you're just yelling at the TV. Like, come on, take the shot. Take the shot. Oh, this movie is full of those moments. (laughs) Of course she doesn't. She ends up getting left for dead. She's in the rubbish. I mean, I don't know. They should have just left Sally in that first film. I get it the without the family without the home the wanting connective tissue to that original movie but the way that it ended with Sally survived she escaped but not really like she's got a life full of trauma ahead of her and that's where you leave her at the end of that first film so although she got away she didn't really survive the experience because that's always going to stay with her and I felt like how you saw that when you left that character at the end of the original movie, that had much more of an impact on this white-haired lady just getting her guns ready and getting left in the rubbish. I don't know. I think they should just not have brought her back.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously what they were trying to do was the Laurie Strode of Halloween. They were trying to bring it oh, back. Oh, it's not or, subtle.
0: Absolutely yeah, what they trying yeah. to do.
1: Or the Sarah Connor of you know Terminator, just like oh, bring her back, you know, in her in her older age, and she's bad, she's badder than ever before. Like she's got kicks and ass. No, it's it's I don't know. It's it's not a character that I think anyone's like that excited about. Already, like, to be honest, you watch that first movie, it's like I don't know. I did, to be honest, I don't even know her name the end of the movie. Like it's yeah. It was just like, it was connective tissue that I'm like, just before, yeah, what for? Just for the sake of, hey, we've got that original Soul Survivor. This is a sequel to that yeah, original but movie. I
0: but I mean, it's not even to say, it would have been more impressive though and more meaningful if it was the original actress. I mean, of course, they mm. couldn't bring back Marilyn Burns. She passed away in 2014, but it it would have been something extra and would have made more of an argument for bringing that character back, just like with Jamie Lee Curtis. If anything... The actress is still with us, she's still working. It would have such a good impact for the audience and for the film. Having this character return, have it be the same actress.
1: Yeah, if anything, it's more of a reason not to bring the character back. Like, Like, if it served a bigger, more impactful story reason, then you could argue okay, despite not having the original actress, we really need this character for this, but the movie didn't do anything where it was like, we need this character. But uh, no, nah, nah, Like I, the, the new characters that we get in this uh, suffice enough to have this be, you know, your run-of-the-mill slasher flick. There's a body count. They save the day. You know, I'm not saying it's the most amazing characterization of of a group of people ever but you know there's enough there that you you don't need this og character with a big shotgun coming in to save the day
0: yeah i mean there's other ways that they connected it for fans of that original film like the name of the county the film takes place as well as the sheriff's department is hooper county of course a nod to the co-creator and director of that first film The population sign at the edge of Harlow says Population 1974. So I felt like that's enough. That's enough of a nod. He didn't need to recast his character and bring her back and ultimately just have her fail and die.
1: I mean, she helped.
0: (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. Let's talk about the violence because and then we'll get to the characters. I mean, you're going to get a lot of violence and gore in these movies. And I had to look it up because I wasn't keeping track as I was watching the film. The kill counts, there's seven plus nine that are shown, right? Because you've got the bus, there's 16. Assumed they're killed off camera so you don't see all of them. And then you've got the... Not It's not Leatherface's mom, but the woman that's looking after him in the orphanage. So she's another one. So there is, you know, multiple deaths. Oh, God, this... The whole setup of this movie just bothers me straight away. So you've got this, you know, town in Texas and, you know, a group of influencers have got enough money together that they're going to buy this town. And what this movie is setting out to say to begin with is... They're against guns and violence. And with it being the type of movie that it is, you know that's not going to go well for them. But the whole thing, and, you know, a character in particular, you've got Elsie Fisher as Lila, and she was involved in something. We get the flashback, and she was shot and left for dead. So she's very anti-gun. So it's like, right, okay, so, you know, horror movies can have something to say other than gore. But ultimately what happens to this character she fights violence with violence and uses a gun so you get to the end of it it's like what are they actually trying to say but anyway you got all these (laughs) new characters and it's like what is what's happening i just it's a bit of a muddle for me and i've got to be honest like since this movie came out it has been so divisive online Like some people are really into it. Some people are not, but I've got to say like this, this Netflix film has been talked about online way more than most Netflix films are.
1: let's keep talking about it. Let's keep talking. Look, you you, you, you threw out a whole bunch of um, some interesting points there. I'll, I want to start with the, like, the gun, the anti-gun sort of messaging thing. As the movie was progressing and, you know, that was getting, like, layered on, you know, early on in the movie, I was sort of like, wow, is this movie going to be, like, the biggest hypocritical thing, like, ever? I was like, wow, how can they be thrown in, like, this message whilst also... Potentially, you know, like being a slasher, a very gory slasher flick. You know, that was my expectation. Um, and then at the end of it, they were they just turned it around and was just like, Hey, you know that message we're telling you? Nah, nah, that's not our message at all. This is our message. We need like it was almost it, like the movie was very much pro gun. It was you know, by the end, yeah. 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 So I was like, Pro right, gun. Then, Oh. Pro-Chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. But look, the violence, the violence. You know, I'm all for a bit of gore and, like, very interesting ways to kill people. Like I'm I'm all for it. But like you're probably like, this movie is is crazy with the gore. And look, I've got to say, that bus scene, like the sick, twisted, um, you know, horror connoisseur that I may be every now and then, I was, I mean, I was, I was laughing it up. That was insane. What a crazy I will cancel scene. you. No, what a crazy <laughs> scene. Holy yeah. shit. Like that was the best, man. The best.
0: But well, your face right. doesn't care about being cancelled. Oh,
1: it was so oh that it was intense. That was a lot. I was like, I think that was the most I mean, it was, yeah. That was yeah, the yeah. most cool war I've
0: seen in years. Like, holy it was shit. too much to keep track of. I mean, this is an <laughs> R-rated movie, an actual R-rated movie. Sometimes a movie will be an R in the US, not the case here in Australia. No, this movie is an R. Like it is definitely yeah. what? What are our
1: R's on? in America? Are they like the N, like the N seventeen or whatever they're called? Like is that like the?
0: Yeah, I think it and yeah, and yeah,
1: it is. Yeah, yeah, that's that one. Yeah, whatever, whatever that one is. Um, yeah, don't say it enough. Yeah, it's it's, but, but it's like what a conflicting. Although they're um, they're like how they treat violence and stuff. It's usually a bit more lenient. But anyway, that's a. Don't know, off topic. Um, yes, they're trapped in this bus. There's nowhere to go. People are trying to get out the windows. They're getting cut in half. Like people are just falling onto the chainsaw. Like just getting ripped to shreds. Like holy shit! It's all in this blue light. thing. oh my god, was a party
0: bus, isn't it? What you know, honestly, man. What I'd see, I'd (laughs) seen screenshots that Netflix have put out, and I think I'd seen the trailer. I must have. And you had your cast. You had your you know your main characters. Okay, so you're going to have them going up against Leatherface. But then you know you you introduce other characters as well Like I mentioned. Uh, Virginia McCumber. She was the woman Ginny who was looking after Leatherface. Yeah, you know, I didn't realize at the time. It was Alice Krieg who played. The ball queen in Star Trek First Contact didn't realize until afterwards. But you've got like a small cast. I'm thinking, right, okay, that's pretty standard. Like a group of teenagers, you know, wander onto the property, but then that bus pulls up. And I'm like, oh wow, (laughs) this is gonna be a lot more brutal than what I thought it was gonna be. But even then, it was just so over the top. It's gonna be just massacre. (laughs)
1: yes absolutely with a chainsaw uh, it it really
0: (laughs) it it really was um yeah i mean i thought like when when we first meet the characters and we've got melody and she's the older sister of lila and i thought okay so she's gonna because there's always an annoying character in these horror films and I thought, right, okay, so that's who she's going to be. She's a San Francisco money maker. She's dragged her sister with her to Texas. she's got an ambitious business trip. But by the end, I've got to be honest, I came around to that character a little bit. Mm. I thought she was going to be really annoying, but you know by the end, you know she's yeah she's she's okay, and then she's got the other ones. I mean, one of the first characters to die actually is Ruth Dante's girlfriend.
1: Yeah, you know well, I out of the out of these four main, you know, like, entrepreneury, very influency type characters, like, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I I came around to the sisters by the end of the movie, but I think all of them were all pretty, not very likable, just because of what they did, with their, what they'll do exactly. with their lives. But I gotta say, um, Dante's girlfriend. You just said the name of her, but Dante's girlfriend. You know what? I didn't even, I think I might have deleted her name accidentally, but Dante's girlfriend played by Ruth. Ruth, was it? Yeah, cool. For some reason, not on my notes. I don't know why. Um, she's probably the most likable
0: out of the four, at least. She was innocent. Time. Yeah. So she was-, was just along for the ride with her boyfriend. Just like Lila. She was just there with her sister.
1: Yeah. So it was sad to see her die first i was like no I kill someone annoying
0: first but whatever <laughs> we got there and it was and it was it was dante like they I, and this is what's interesting what where, where he's doing something a bit different because if not for them being there if not for dante which you know was lying about the deed to the property like he knew and ginny dies yeah yeah the film doesn't have chain of events yeah You're exactly right so Dante got it pretty bad he did <laughs> um but yeah he set off the chain of events so then it's like you know you've got Leatherface and his parental figure has just been killed and it's like who are we following here are we cheering on Leatherface oh, of course we're not absolutely not <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean though no, it's like it's everyone's Adam's an asshole time. that's that's the
1: everyone's an asshole yeah
0: but I think it's the first time that I've watched one of these uh, Texas Chainsaw movies or Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies where the kids have started, like they've been the ones they've agitated the situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At least like they're in the oh yeah, previously it's just been in the wrong place, wrong time. And they've sort of been targeted in a way. Whereas this one, yeah, you're right. Like they've, yeah, that's why that's why they're so unlikable because it's like they're just coming into this town. They've obviously somehow managed to buy it through investors and through the banks and things like that. And it's uh, it's like, what are they doing? I was like, oh, this is so new aged and modern. and I'm too old. I don't like this. I don't like what they're doing.
0: Honestly, it's the comparisons of- are there. Halloween had podcasters. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre has influences. Oh, I
1: hate podcasters as well. Oh my!
0: God. Oh, the worst. <laughs> Although <laughs>
1: terrible people.
0: <No>. <laughs>
1: Influencers. <laughs> wow. Oh jeez. Look, there, there's there's maybe one character that I quite liked, um, Richard, the mechanic, played by Mo Dunsford. But the first time you meet him, the movie's portraying him as like this asshole type, but really. Not doing anything wrong. He's literally just filling fuel up in his car, and then he happens to have a gun on him. Oh, what an asshole! Uh, but then, literally throughout the rest of the movie, he's a pretty good guy. He, you know, he gets yeah he gets kind of pissed off at the at the at the kids for obviously what they've done. So he takes the keys and he's like, okay, well, as soon as you, we get this sorted, you can have the keys to the bus back. But um, well, he
0: realizes that they weren't being true. I them. Mean, they might not all have been in on it like it's pretty much Dante but he's like nah you've, you've done something wrong here I need to see the proof and mm. yeah so he'd been living there working there and I had no idea Leatherface was living in that house or I didn't know who Leatherface was because that's his whole thing isn't it like he just looks like a bloke <laughs> just looks like a bloke until something happens and Ginny dies I did because that's the thing as well movie to movie Leather face does look a little bit different, but then they can explain that away because it depends on which face he's wearing. Different. And he just, like, no time at all. No time at all. Just cuts off Ginny's face. And then he's wearing it, goes after Ruth, and then everybody else. Oh, well, first, before Ruth, he attacks the cop, and and even that, like the first kill by Leatherface in this movie, how he just snaps his arm, the bones poking out, stabs him in the throat. You're like, right, okay. So this movie definitely is not going to pull any punches with the violence. Yeah, but and my thought it goes is on. That, my thought goes on from
1: <laughs> just with that. Like my thought was, it went to Mortal Combat. It was like you snap that guy's arm and stabbed him with his own bone. yeah there.
0: Very sub-zero. <laughs> Very
1: sub-zero. I mean, I yeah,
0: I can I can see that. I mean, Leatherface. I'm pretty sure he's been a playable character at some point in a Mortal Kombat game. Holy shit! Yeah, okay. <laughs> pretty sure that's happened.
1: <laughs> oh, but there's you know, like speaking of speaking of characters we don't like and, and and all of that. The I don't know. I can't remember if she's an investor or she works for a real estate company or something. But the one that woman. Catherine, played by Jessica Elaine, who, like, she's on the bus. She's telling people not to get off the bus. She's telling the driver to keep the doors shut, but she's not telling anyone what she's seen. Like, she's very much aware there's a guy walking around killing people. And she's like, she doesn't tell, when she tells someone, don't get off the bus, she's not telling them why. And all she has to say is, hey, there's a crazy guy and he's killing people. Stay the freak on the bus. I do think that. Don't open the door. There's a crazy guy killing people. Keep the doors shut. Yeah. But she doesn't. She says, no, keep the doors shut. Don't get off the bus. Doesn't give any sound reasoning. Just tells him not to. I'm going. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Terrible communicator. Oh, yeah, no, I did, I did. I do think that.
1: So she got her comeuppance. <laughs> that, was, that was all good. I mean, yeah, this this movie, look, there's, there's kills, there's gore. There's characters we don't necessarily like from the sounds of it, although they do seem to, at least the girls, win us over. The sisters, they win us over by the end of it. But, I mean, there's not really much more to say, I don't think. At least I think I've run out, unless you've
0: got a bit more. Well, on that, I'm pretty sure, right, the runtime of this movie, it sits somewhere around about 1 hour 15 minutes.
1: No, sure. Yes.
0: You Honestly, it may even, may even be one hour 14. This is an extremely short film. Honestly.
1: I don't believe you to the point. Have a look. I'm gonna I'm loading. You can have a look. Up.
0: And whilst you're doing that, uh,
1: that's one hour let's twenty. Talk. One hour twenty-three, but
0: that includes credits. Yeah, I'm but three. you I mean, exactly right, mate. You take credits off. That is short. It is so short. Wow, it is honestly it is so short because I was watching it and I just looked. Oh, it's been on for about an hour, and then it finished like not too long after. I looked at the runtime, it is a very, very short film. But and, we, and let's talk about yeah, my Netflix
1: says eight minutes remaining, and that's where the credits just starting.
0: So, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. See? 15. No, 15. <laughs> oh, hey, I said that, didn't I? it did. I said, yeah, There you go. On. It's I think it's the shortest movie we've reviewed in a while. It is such a short movie. I mean, this originally was going to be theatrical. Imagine if it was still at the cinema. You but like, what? It's Finished? Like I've only the just trailers. sat down and got the a trailers are longer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a longer. Uh, but this movie does have an end credit scene. What? It's... It is. <laughs> it's, yes, oh, it is real. short. Don't watch it now because if you've got it up on your phone, don't watch it now. But basically, (laughs) have you seen Rambo, the fourth Rambo film, where John Rambo goes back home at the end? Mm. That's it. It literally it's that.
1: Oh, okay. So after because obviously at the end of this movie, um, you know, even though the sisters think they've killed him, they're driving away, they've escaped. Fantastic. And then isn't there like there's a decapitation? He's still alive. Oh my god! One of the sisters
0: yep, dead. The other one stuck
1: in the in the roof of the car. And she's the car's on autopilot because is that a magic that exists? Is, is that technology like real? Like it's autopiloting the car all the way wherever they anyway it doesn't. Matter. But that's happening. I did.
0: I mean, like Google cars. That's the thing. Isn't I not it. Yeah, I can, it's, it's influences are you know, too
1: rich. Ridiculous. We are
0: living money. in the future. I suppose. But, and but, then, the, but end the, the end credits is
1: just him going home. Yeah,
0: it's just it's him going home, and, it, and it's what I'm talking about. I mean, clearly, and if i name it, clearly, I've read interviews that they they're hoping to do another one. I, too,
1: and sure. it's sure
0: it's him going home. So you know, if they get to make another one. It's not just going to be the, the face. There's going to be the family home, and maybe there's other family members, new family members that are living there. Oh, Who like knows? he
1: goes, he goes home, home, not to the home in the town. He goes. Yes, no, like the original home, home, home from wrong. that first well, film. There's the family, I guess they must still be there. Yeah.
0: So I still want to know. Oh, see, that's the
1: thing. It's like,
0: but I'm pretty sure. Didn't they all die? And that's why he's in. Oh, nah. no, we're not counting those sequels, are we? Uh, oh, no, he, it's he's hard to keep all, track. But anyway, still there. He, the he in goes that,
1: in that original movie. It's like, he's not even like the main killer. Like, the brother's pretty crazy. The dad's like, still don't think there's the granddad or something. Is.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, he oh, I'm getting the, all the memories,
1: of oh, all that, that movies. But funny. he's
0: the the horror icon, isn't that's, he? Like that's, you, it. that's it. He's the you know chainsaw
1: you, wielding psycho guy.
0: <laughs> and you and you said earlier, it's it's that bit, it's that bit where he's swinging the chainsaw at the end. You know that yeah. was just cemented in people's minds. Yeah, and like the
1: the sun yeah. setting or rising. I think the sun's rising. It's like it's a, it's a beautiful shot. Like it's amazing in that film. Like and they like, try and kind of emulate that again in this one with like the swing. But like, it's there's no magic to it. It's just him in the street swinging his chainsaw.
0: There's that sound effect, you know, that's very closely associated with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it almost sounds like the flash on the camera. But do you know what I mean? That the the sound that like, you watched the original again recently. Mm. And they incorporate that sound when somebody's opening the lid to a barbecue in this film. Oh wow! There's a way of like playing a nod to that first film. But other than that, I did find that was missing because that's so closely associated with the visual of Leatherface. Just that sound.
1: Maybe well, at least they at least they brought back the um, the narrator, John. Oh Larri- yes, John Larroquette. He reprises his role having provided the voiceover for the original film and the 2003 remake. So there's a bit of authenticity,
0: I guess. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. That's cool. They were able to bring him back. But I think we're there. I think we were almost there earlier, but we said some more stuff. But if you're going (laughs) to rate this, if you're going to rate this movie out of five. um, Look, I mean, horror like horrifically
1: especially like slashes like they can be just really shit they can Mm -hmm. just be so generic predictable badly acted terrible characters and this movie has a few of those elements but i mean to be honest at the end of it looking back at it it's it's not terrible it's pretty like you've got to have the stomach for the gore but i mean like i said like that bus scene was insane the kills you know like, they're pretty interesting they do a few things like the, the two sisters do become pretty likable by the end of the movie uh but, like it, not great but it's it's not a write off i kind of enjoyed it even though it annoyed me quite a lot but i still had kind of a good time like it i guess it's short <laughs> it's a quick bite-sized gore fest they're in texas there's a chainsaw and holy shit they deliver on the massacre so uh, i'm gonna give i'm gonna come halfway 2.5 out
0: of five okay i thought you're gonna come in a bit high do you know what i'm gonna come in at the exact same 2.5 out of 5 this didn't make me want to go back and watch that original again or any of the sequels. But again, I'm interested in going back to the 2003 remake. I do remember seeing that one at the cinema.
1: Oh, look, I've I've got that on DVD. If if you can't rent it on iTunes, you can, you can borrow the disc version of it. I've got to be
0: honest. I was planning on asking off air. <laughs> there you go. It's on the show. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's... It's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film, isn't it? Like it's what it's supposed to be. I wouldn't have watched it, I've said already, if not for the podcast. But I did, and I can appreciate it for what it is. But it's not my go-to type of horror film anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's fine, you know. Again, silly characters—you're always going to get that in horror films, but they're not necessarily. Trying to do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre version of Halloween, but the fact that we saw them do this with Halloween not too long ago, but to such a higher standard, it's yeah. hard not to compare them. But yeah. again, like it's it's such a divisive movie. I, I I can't remember the last time that I saw people so divided over a horror film. So and it's a Netflix that like they do next to no marketing really they don't need to they'll put out a couple of posters a trailer that's two it. idiots
1: two idiots on a podcast we'll just talk about the movie and you know it'll it'll get some hits it's good it's good um, yeah
0: well yeah but word of mouth definitely spread good or bad on this mm. film
1: it is I think it is tricky with this like with what they're trying to do here like uh, that original film. You know, like it has that grit. and has that very like, you know. There's a reason it became very much a cult, you know, status type film. You know, there's just a there's an uh, 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 ickiness to it because it's so like grim. And then what they're doing here is is a Hollywood generic kind of, and I say that in a in a nice way. Like it's still, you know, not, it's just very polished. It's, it's it's a generic slasher flick. It's not in that same ballpark it's very much in line with the other sequels that they've done sort of since so yeah you're not going to win over i guess maybe original fans but kids out looking for a you know the friday night horror flick yeah you got this you got your gore have fun guys
0: <laughs> yeah it's definitely the goriest horror film i've seen in a long time
1: just so much.
0: Just I still see it, it haunts me. Such the uh, enclosed space <laughs> on the bus. But anyway, as always, we like to close out on some trivia. And you know what? I've mentioned Rambo already. I'm gonna mention him again. Sally's Barn and House seen during her initial scene when he when she receives the phone call about Leatherface returning. That's the same set from Rambo Last Blood. same farmhouse. Another connection to Rambo. Like all sequels and remakes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and unlike the original, this version contracts chainsaw into a single word in the tile. So there you go. I always found that interesting in that first movie, like chainsaw is two words, but then all the other sequels, it's one word. That does
1: nothing but annoy me. Like, <laughs> the, you know, like a, the inconsistencies in in like film titles in a series is is very upsetting to me. And yeah, when it's like the formats of the words and
0: I mean, I've got to be honest, I, I, I feel your I feel your pain. I mean, I'm looking on my DVD shelf now, and I'm looking at the Transporter, followed by <laughs> Transporter Two, Transporter Three. I might just. Go to Fast and <laughs> Furious
1: if you really want to upset me. Oh yeah, wow, Furious. that's
0: a whole new ballgame. No, game. <laughs> but with,
1: with this franchise, it's the it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, then the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre of the Next Generation, then the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the Beginning, Texas Chainsaw 3D, Leatherface. <laughs> And now, how are you
0: doing this? Are you reading? Are you reading from somewhere? Of course. (laughs) All right. You should have said no. I also thought you were just like just looking off into the distance and just remembering all these titles.
1: Legitimately, (laughs) earlier tonight, off air, we were having a conversation about different, various different film franchises. And I was like, you know what? I hate. You know what? I hate. And I can't follow like just various different film titles. How the hell would I remember? Texas Chainsaw. Honestly,
0: I, I thought you were just doing it. I was I was impressed, but anyway, you spoiled oh, the illusion.
1: I uh, just pretend I was.
0: <laughs> well, that's it for our review of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast.
1: We're on social
0: media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter,
1: and Instagram
0: as That Film Stew Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages.
1: If you missed it, we recently reviewed Uncharted and keep an eye out for our next review, Catwoman Hunted.
0: You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from That Film Stew. See you soon.